Sorry, it got heavy. I'm not very strong. It's another episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey with your favorite cats and me, Aaron, your dungeon master, how you're going. We're going to reintroduce our players so you guys know who you are talking to, and they're going to tell us their name, their race, their class, and they are going to tell us one reality TV show that their characters would secretly enjoy. My name's Lullaby, playing Key, a tabaxi shadow monk. Reality TV show? Let's go any TV show. Any TV show? Let's go any TV show. Okay, because if it was reality TV show, it would be The Mole. Okay, but oh, that is a good one. <laughs> I love that. That was like that needs to come back. <laughs> Make it again. Make it again. Oh, let's go with the mole. Because mm-hmm. well, why not? Why not? Nostalgia feels the the whole idea. Every episode you're checking out. This guy's the mole. That guy's the mole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it. I love it. And then you know, if the mole doesn't get discovered, he wins the cash. So it's like win-win. You get entertainment. You get some money. Uh, hello, I am Adam. I am playing Felix, a tabaxi sun salt monk. Yeah, the amazing race or or um, survivor. Yeah, I knew it. I was waiting for it. That's a good one. Survivor. Why survivor? Well, because I was almost going to go like family feud or something like that. But then I remembered Felix is an idiot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so he'd be more into the more nature based things or the one where you just literally have to run to one place to another. Yeah. Yeah. So take this clue and live. That they the jobs. Uh, and I am Aaron. I'm your dungeon master of D&D Valiant Odyssey. And the reality TV show that I would like to choose is my favorite. I don't know if it's a reality TV show, but it kind of was a show within a show. Do you guys remember Tool Time? Tim oh, Tim yeah. And Taylor? Yeah. It's such a good show. That would be mine. Because Tim Allen, you know, voice of our childhood. Mm. Buzz Lightyear. To infinity and beyond. Last we left off, we ventured into the tortured mind of the tabaxi known as Key. Along with his friend Felix, the pair encountered a recurring nightmare, that of which his friend and Loxodon companion Bikaros, who taught him everything he knows about shoes, was repeatedly slain by an enemy from the monks of Bolter that went by the name of Gunther. Having to relive this over and over again eventually drove Key mad with anger. And he and Felix decided to intervene, and in doing so, it seems, were transported to a realm of Bikaros's making, where the pair endeavored to create the finest pair of shoes. And whilst being successful, Bikaros then gifted a second pair to Felix, saying fond farewells and Key finally bedding some past nightmares. They were ready to go on their next venture through Duros, the underworld, all in the attempt to regain the elixir for Delnak the Outcast, who promised them a portal to the mortal plane. It is here that our adventure continues. So we cut in now. The two feline individuals standing with new shoes adorning their feet. You can see also feeling a little more invigorated from your previous conflict with Gunther. Having gone through this interaction key, your mental state seems to have stabilized as well. You begin to breathe more easily. But as the light begins to fade, you are met with an orange underglow in this space. Your feet hit solid black granite 
And as it does so, you begin to see this circular chamber. You can see it rises into the middle and on top of it seems to be a podium or a lectern made of stone. On top of that, you can see a bowl or a chalice or a dish that seems to be ceramic in make and have different markings around the outside. As you look around this space, this circular stone that you're standing on seems to be floating in what looks like a river of orange liquid. It's emanating a heat, but it seems to be almost like a sea or an ocean. You watch as your eyes begin to focus and you can see what looks like the figure of a humanoid, a small light burning from something that they're holding. Key, you recognize it to be a lantern. You can see their tattered robes denoting the fact that they've existed for some time. And you can see that they are just standing, waiting. He is sort of on the opposite side of us to the bowl. He seems to be standing next to the bowl. Yep. Uh, I'll get you to roll an insight check, Felix, as you look at him. That will be a 16. So looking at this individual, you can see his robes tattered. You can see as you look towards his form, part of his skin and flesh seems to be weathered away, exposing some of the bone. As you look towards his face, you can see spiky sort of hair pushed to one side and a headband that seems to encompass uh, and sit above his eyebrows. His posture looks as if he's tired and he just seems to be staring at this chalice in the center of this room. What do you think, Felix? Well, he hasn't noticed us. Well, he hasn't even tried to pay attention to it. He just seems to be staring at that bowl. But I think we should be cautious of that bowl. Could try and maybe get his attention. Should we try and talk to him, or should we make a make a move to the chalice? Or should we stay away from the chalice? Oh, that's it. Yeah, there's markings on the chalice. Can I roll a religion check? See if I recognize anything. 17. So looking at it, nothing sort of clocks you from what you st- have studied. This seems to be deep within the recesses of law, religion, forgotten to time, almost. So you, you really have no clue as to what this is at the moment. And it's also not a memory. Doesn't seem to be, not one that you recognize. Um, are the patterns on the outside face around? Yes. Um, I'm going to get down real low, so I'm not looking down into the chalice or the bowl. Mm-hmm. And I just want to have a sort of like scurry around the outside and just have a look at the like whatever images or writings on it does it like is it like sort of like hercules when they got the vases and they tell the story yes yeah is there some sort of story to it so you can see that the pattern seems to be some kind of symbolic arcane signature but um you're probably about 20 to 30 feet away from it at the moment and it's up an incline so you'll need to get closer in order to inspect it in that manner if that's what you wish to do um, yes. All right. So Felix slowly walks forward as you finish your potion of healing key. And as you get closer, can you please roll me a arcana check? That's a 16 minus one. So it's a 15. It's not bad. Okay. So looking at this, it definitely looks like some kind of writing. What languages do you know? I think I only know common and um, silver. Okay. Oh, and Leonid. It does not appear to be in any sort of text or scripture that you recognize looking at it, but it does seem to be a language. I follow um, Felix and I uh, observe what he's looking at and I try to make out the writing as well. What languages do you understand? Common, Orkish and uh, Loxodon. You look at it as well and it seems to be a foreign language to you also. Some form of Elvish. <laughs> Doesn't seem to be Elvish. 
<laughs> You've never seen this script before, I would say. Mm, must be that of either Vessel, demonic perhaps, maybe even celestial, since we're dead. It's quite possible. What, mm. should, what do you think we should do? Maybe we should try and get the attention of this guy. Seems to be staring deeply into this bowl, and that's a bit alarming. Sounds sounds good to me. I'll uh, got my whip ready. So I hold, uh, unholster it, and I've got it in my hand. I'll attach my um, eskimo stick so they make quarter stuff again. Sort of poke him and be like, "Hey, hey!" He whips his head around, turns directly towards you, and he says, "You enter the Craven Halls. For what purpose are you here?" Uh, we are looking for something called the Nectar of Solstice. The drink of the gods. I know where it'd be. Oh, I've studied it for a millennia. You watch as he gestures down into the bottom of the chalice. And down in the bottom of it, you can see what looks like a vial of orange liquid sloshing below the surface of about 10 or so litres of water. What would you say if we were to uh, help ourselves to this nectar? Lessons are best learnt when done so. Physically, be my guest. I'll get you to. I'll get you to roll a medicine check on him as well, Key. As you say this, Felix. Was that menacing or medicine? Medicine. <laughs> medicine. Let's medicine. See if he's medicine. <laughs> oh, that's a nat twenty, bro. Oh, I don't think this water's nice. He just holds a lantern that seems to be chained to his wrist, and in the other hand, you can see him holding a cup, but his forearms are incredibly burnt, and in parts you can see the bone exposed fingers as well in parts as well this flesh around his extremities seems to have been extremely damaged what happened to you have you always been here all of my memories exist in this place the gods stripped me of all else do you know why they stripped you of all your memory he shakes his head is your name tremor you watch as he holds up the cup and you can see inscribed on it in golden letters is Trey Morn. You watch as you look at it and you see it, it disappears and dissolves almost across the metallic surface. And as he looks at it almost like looking at an old photograph, he stops, looks towards you and says, Yes, yes, Trey Morn was my name once. Have you tried getting the vial out before? My drive to get this vial is all I can remember. Is all that is left. It is all I must do. How full is the uh, bowl? It is full to the top to the point of if anything touches it, it will overflow. Like it, that surface tension bubble is right there. The hibiscus. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. How deep is this bowl? Deep enough to hold about 10 litres of water. Deep, deep so enough. probably like the size of a never fail jug. <laughs> That's what we're looking at. Why so, do you... Elbow past elbow deep. Mm, I'd say it would probably be middle of the upper arm. Why would people want this nectar of Celestis? It can be used as part of a ritual to grant immortal life. Well, that puts us into a moral, moral dilemma. Um, I just quickly... Not many know the ritual. Some say it is a forgotten scripture. Give me, give me a second to confer with my colleague. I quickly just grab Felix and I am... Um, Sort of bring him close to me and I say to him, this will give Delnak immortal life. We bring him this. Who's Delnak? You can hear me? <laughs> I turn back. You're five feet away, of course. I can hear you. Cat's out of the bag, Felix. I think so. So, there's a person who really wants this vial. And he's willing to 
help us escape this place for it. If we provide him this nectar, he will grant us access to a portal that will bring us back to the... This is a task you will be unable to achieve. Bound to this task, I am driven. And he looks at the vial. Have you tried using your cup to empty the bowl? For a millennia. And it's at that point you watch as his scarred hand holds out this cup, extending it between both of you. Have you tried to just put your hand in there and grab it in? He doesn't answer that. I think um, I think he has tried it. I think he's tried it at least twice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I dare say, what if we were to put something, an, an inanimate object into it and see what happens to it? I've got a sneaking suspicion it dissolves flesh. I'd rather put something else in there that's not my arm. He's still holding the cup, almost like, try it if you want. Grab my rope and just sort of touch the end of the rope into the liquid. As you touch it into the edge of the liquid, you watch as across the sides of the bowl, water begins to spill out and you watch it steam as it hits the stone surface below. As you take the rope out, it is cleanly cut across where the surface of the water sat. You look down into the water and there is not even a fibre left of that rope. And of what spilled out, is it now back full again? A moment passes but you do watch as it bubbles back up to the surface. Mm, this is a conundrum. I, um, I look back at uh, Tremorn and he's still holding out the chalice. Mm-hmm. I um, slowly r- reach for it and I'm cautiously put my claws around the chalice. He eats you. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then I slowly pull it away. Into my- you have the cup in your hand. You watch as he takes a step back. And you watch as you saw before, Felix, that this gentleman looked tired. His shoulders relax even more and his head lulls to the side. And he says, finally, I'm at peace. And you watch as he drifts away into dust. You turn the cup over, key, and you can see where it once said Tremorn. It now says key, flashes gold and fades away. Does this bowl look attached to this pedestal? Yes. This cup has my name on it now. Yes, that was probably a bad idea to grab that. And Tremorn's gone. Can you try and just put the cup down? Yeah. Just attempt. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to put the cup on the ground and see if if anything happens. The cup is on the ground. Great. Let's go. No. No. We're we're just going to go. (laughs) Um, All right. So, look, that that, that means nothing. I, I, I pick up the cup. As you pick up the cup, what you do notice as you look towards the chalice again, you can see that the letters seem to jumble and begin to make sense to you. What do I... uh, Can I read those words? It says, Tremorn, the betrayer of the gods, punished forever to empty the chalice into the forgotten sea. If the nectar is retrieved, his fate will be abolished. I I let Felix know of what I can see, uh, what I've read. Does that make any sense to you? So, because we're on a platform surrounded by water. That water looks like what's in up. Oh, yeah. In the bowl, you mean? Yeah. It's at that point as well, you watch as the name Tremorn the Betrayer changes as well. It changes to Key the Fool. <laughs> <laughs> I might not be leaving here for a while. Unless we can solve this riddle and we're a couple of smart cats. Is the lantern still here? Nope. But the only thing that mattered was the chalice. 
at least for now anyway. Um, I, I take the chalice and I, um, I dip the base of the chalice ever so slightly into the bowl to see if there's any sort of chemical reaction. It does not seem to react in the same way the rope did. In fact, it maintains its structure. The only thing that does happen is some water is displaced and moved over the side of the bowl. Roll a slide of hand check to see if you avoid touching the water yourself. It's a 19. Easily done. You are touching the very lip of the cup. You dip it down as deep as you can, displacing as much water as you can. When you raise it up, you can see that the chalice is emptied a little bit. A moment passes, two passes, and you watch as it fills back up to the top. It's almost like the, the floor of this area, this rocky sort of structure, goes up into a podium as one piece, and the bowl is structured out of that with this scripture across the top. Okay. So he's been emptying that chalice and dumping it into the river around us, I believe, all with the ocean of orange around us. But time it takes him to grab a cup, empty it, it fills back up. This is interesting. What else can we, um, can we see in this room? It just seems to be a circular space. The sea of orange seems to extend upon as far as your vision will go. And you can see the chalice and the podium and the vessel that is filled. There doesn't appear to be anything else in this area. I have an idea. Throw me the cup. There you go. <laughs> as you take the cup, the name changes to Felix. Um, can I go to the edge of the platform? Mm-hmm. Just try just a little, just to scoop out a little bit of the water into the chalice? Yep. You're able to do so. I go back over to the bowl. No change of the bowl. So, see? It appears that the bowl's water level has dropped. Uh, I am a wise. Um, and the but the platform is it's flat except for the middle where it goes up. Yes. What what have you worked out? So, I believe the only thing I can think of was the fact that he kept taking water out of the cup, like the bowl in the middle. Yeah. And throwing it in the ocean. Yeah. And then it just rebuilt. So right. Like, well, what if I take some out of the ocean? And put it into it. it into the- See if it has a reverse effect. Exactly. What's the worst that could happen? If you're careful enough. If I'm careful enough. So I will journey to take like a bit out of the cup and tip it into the center bowl. Okay. And continuously do that. What I'll get you to do after your first trip back, you begin to pour this ocean water into the chalice below. I'll get you to roll a sleight of hand check, please. And uh, 14. Okay, so as you begin to pour, you watch as the weight of this cup begins to increase almost unnaturally. So it drops out of your hand, falls into the water, and sinks to the bottom of this chalice next to the vial. Well, that's unfortunate. Bro. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, it got heavy. I'm not very strong. Does it still have his name on it? Yes. Blazing in gold, the letters Felix shine through this water and as you both peer over it illuminates your face in gold a fate sealed away from it I sit down on the ground and visualize the cup in front of me moments pass the cup does not come back what are you what are you doing Felix I was hoping since the cup's bound to me I could summon it or something I know this is a fantasy world but you're in a fantasy world we're gonna get that cup out yeah but as soon as we try and put a limb in there there goes our limb yep and And we kind of need these and everything else seems to disintegrate. And we will disintegrate. I take a bit of rope, like my rope, and dip it into the ocean. Does it do the same thing as what it does in the bowl? Yes. Okay. How, how is this bowl um, situated again? 
So you can see that the bowl sits on top of a dais or a column yep. that is fused into the ground of black rock. Yep. And you're on a circular podium that's about 30 feet around. And the nectar is in? The bottom of the chalice. The bottom of the chalice. Yep, which is about mid-arm length deep. If we try and grab it, we are going to arm. And then even then, if we do put an arm in there, the grab it. Cup to me. Nice try. Abracadabra cup. Nothing. Is there something separating the nectar to the, to the bowl? Roll a perception check. 15. As you look at it, the water displaces your vision a little bit. But you can see like a slight shadow, especially with the gold emblazoned letters of Felix upon the cup. It seems to be resting on the bottom of the chalice, just sitting there. It seems to be like a corked glass vial with golden liquid within. It seems like Tremorn was punished to seek what he had tried so hard to get and was punished to look at it, attempting to retrieve it until the end of time. Is the water, still, water level of it still lowered since I put a bit of the river water in there? Moments after it receded back up. Dick move, God. Dick move. <sighs> Fuck it. I put my hand No. In. You did it. As you put your hand in, roll a constitution saving throw for me. Uh, four. You take 13 points of damage mm-hmm. as it burns away the flesh and fur on your hand. The wraps begin to smolder. Do you continue forward? Yep. Roll a constitution save. Good old eight. Mm-hmm. Eight. Getting better. And this one is eight points of fire damage. Ooh. Uh, and you watch then as your hand and pain begins to sear through. You're almost blinding yourself with the amount of energy this is taking you. You're about elbow deep and you begin to reach as best you can to push forward. Do you continue? You'll do. One more save. Ooh, finally a better roll. 16. Okay, so you only take four points of fire damage this time. And as you do, you grit your teeth, burn through, knowing that the pain is just something that you're going to have to subsist with. And your hand wraps around. Are you going for the cup or the vial? Vial. You grab the vial, remove your hand. It is steaming, but held in your hand, you can see what looks like the nectar of Celestis. Joke. As you hold it in your hand, it's still steaming. You watch as this space begins to darken around you, almost like somebody's thrown a dark cover over both of you. The only thing standing there now is the pedestal with the chalice, the cup within. You watch as these green eyes poke through the darkness and you hear a familiar, all-encompassing voice that says, I knew your nobility would see you through, Felix. You watch as Delnak steps out of the shadows steps forward um can I sight of hand stealth pocket the yes. vial you can uh do you want me to use stealth or sight of hand what is whatever you choose uh that'd be a 21 okay so you're able to do so Delnak moves forward all your surroundings seem to have vanished you now stand in this dark realm where's the portal where is the vial I'll give you the vial when you give us the portal. Only one who intended to have this vial and not use it for themselves would have been able to grasp it and not perish. He looks at your arm. Yep, it hurts. It seems your purpose here has been revealed. You are still bound to the chalice. Mm-hmm. He holds out a hand. Portal first. Roll a persuasion check with advantage. Ooh, I'm a charming motherfucker. That is a natural 20. Okay. You oh, watch, plus 
plus eight. Sorry, sorry, plus twenty-six. Okay. So Delnak pulls back his golden hand. You watch as he moves another hand over as if wiping a screen clear. And as it does so, as if dissolving out of watercolor paintings, you can see this gate emerge. These two stone structures that go and tower off into the darkness, sealed together by this orangey-blue glow. This seems to go off into a portal and a vacuum that goes straight up into a space unknown to you. You can see a large bridge that seems to cross a chasm and you stand on the opposite side of the gate to your escape. Delnak stands in front of you. He says, The vial. Can you go stand by the portal? Aye, aye. So I start moving towards the portal. All right, you begin to move towards the portal. As you take a step onto the bridge, you watch as this dark form begins to materialize on the opposite side. Of the portal? Of the bridge. Of the bridge. You look and see a burly, orcish figure begin to step forward, grey skin, large tusks, white milky eyes, hand axe dragging across the stone. You watch as Delnak says, To pass through the Lathos portal, you must defeat the undoing of all man. Fear itself. Key, you look towards Gunther, the orc that had plagued your dreams, the fear that you have harboured for your life. It appears this manifestation must be defeated before moving forward. With that in mind, I look at the bridge. What's the width of it? 20 feet across. 20 feet across, and how long is the bridge? 75 feet long. You can see that parts of it as well have crumbled away, and you watch as it falls down into a fiery pit below, and ash and ember begin to fly up. The torches of this gate that is now materialized into this stone cathedral-like structure seem to tower above you, emanating your escape. With that in mind, I um, I turn to Felix, knowing, you know, what we've got, and I'm looking to him for an, for some form of approval to proceed with the fight. As you're looking between each other, Delnak says, The portal lay ahead of you. You defeat the undoing of man, you will return. And once you do, if you fail to honor our deal, I will find you, and I will murder you three times over. I can do this. All right, roll initiative. He, he is in front of you. Mm-hmm. Key walked past him to get onto the base of the bridge. Mm-hmm. And Gunther seems to be on the other side of the bridge completely. Mm-hmm. So okay. you are currently 75 feet away, Felix. Mm-hmm. You, Key, having stepped forward a bit, is 50 feet away from Gunther himself. Delnak stands in front of you, Felix, but... Roll a perception check for me as well. Just Felix? Just Felix. Uh, 14. As you look towards Delnak, you can see that he does not cast a shadow in this area. Doesn't seem like he's actually here. You notice and remember when he was on the boat on the Zadi River with you, he could not travel into this realm without committing fully to the experience of death. He's projecting his consciousness into this realm. You can walk right through him if you want to. That's why he said if I... Don't the end of the bargain. Yeah, so he's pretty. Back. Yeah, he pretty much he can't stop you from moving forward if you want to. All right, so I'll move forward and get uh, within thirty feet of him using my fifty-five feet. Okay, so are you moving through Delnak? Yeah. All right. You ignore this bestial figure of Delnak in front of you. The golden arm and the green eyes burning through this darkness. You look him straight in the eyes and walk through 
his ethereal form. You watch as he begins to scream in anger, this and as he does, you watch as some of the rocks around begin to fall and his form vanishes from the space. You take your position beside Key using some of your movement, 25 feet of movement. You have 30 left. Um, so am I within 30 feet of him now? Not quite. I'll, You'll have I'll, to take a step forward. I'll take a step forward to get within 30 feet. All right. So having heard this scream, Key, you watch as Felix stands by your side, one arm still smoking and burning. He takes a step forward and begins to take on this battle with you, combating fear itself. You are now within 30 feet. Um, you action and bonus action left. I'll light up both of my arms with radiant energy and I'll start throwing some um, of my sunbolts at him. 19 plus stuff. Uh, that's nine points of radiant damage. Nine points of radiant damage. Beautiful. Uh, second attack is ooh, gross. Uh, six plus stuff. So I don't think I can make it. That's 15. 15 is just a hit. Holy moly. Oh, uh, six, seven, eight points of radiant damage. Okay. And I'll slip a stunning strike. All right. Constitution saving throw. He gets... He'll get an 18. I'll spend a key point to use Radiant Sunbolts as... All right. So one key point used for Stunning Strike, one key point used for... A 16 and a 17. Uh, both will hit. Uh, that is a <laughs> dismal six points of Radiant Damage mm-hmm. and a maximum of 12. 12, nice. Okay. And just for shits and giggles, I'll throw one more. Stunning strike in there. Yep. Uh, that's a natural 20. Yeah. It will get Getting rid of those natural 20s. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's in my turn. Alrighty. So you watch as he takes this beating from Felix, these lightning or these radiant bolts coming from his hands, striking him in his form. Gunther continues to walk forward, dragging the axe. His eight foot tall form and wide frame, colossal in comparison to you guys. Then brings us to his turn. You watch as this lumbering figure moves forward towards you, Felix, he will walk towards your right-hand side. And as he gets there, he will turn and he will attempt to, he will attempt to grapple you. So roll a athletics or acrobatics check to resist. You have to beat a 28. Well, okay. Oh. All right. So he grabs you. As he does, you watch as he bear hugs you, crushing your arms and your spines together. You can feel his pulsing muscles as you squeezed almost to the point of choking. You, Felix, watch as Felix's form begins to flicker in and out of existence. You then watch as he moves five feet towards the edge of this bridge and he will shove you off. You need to roll a acrobatics check to resist. Every second attack action. I don't know if you can beat that. I rolled 19 plus his bonus, which will be a 31. Yeah, at all. If I use my boots of luck, can I make you re-roll? Yes, you can. I'll make you re-roll. Okay, so what do you do in order to make this instance occur? You watch as Gunther moves over to the edge of this bridge, holds Felix over by the throat, and you see he's about to drop him down into the fiery pits below. He looks towards you as he does so, and you look down towards your boots, gifted to you by Bikaros, your friend, the man that this orc murdered, the source of your fear. What do you do? I, I shout out to him, hey, don't you let him go. And I just sort of crack my, crack the whip on the bridge to draw his attention back to me. Okay, so that is less. 
17 you have to beat. That's, that's a 19 on the die. Fantastic. Okay, so you watch as his yeah. arms immediately let you go. And as he does so, your tail whips up and grabs him around the wrist. You swing upside down, grab onto the edge of the railing and flip your feet back over. You can see that Gunther is stood tall. To that point as well, he will use his flurry of blows on you, Felix. He will attack you once with a stunning strike as well. If he hits, uh, that will be a 15. Okay, so he'll take a second attack on you as well with a stunning strike using his key points. That will be a 26. That will hit. All right, roll your stunning strike and I'll subtract his key points. Man, months of fun. In higher levels. Mm. Yeah, higher levels. Uh, No, I fail. I'm stunned. All right, so you watch, instead of your friend being dropped over the edge, he punches him once and you watch as Felix ducks. He kicks him, knees him in the sternum, and the wind is taken out of you at this point. You are stunned until the end of his next turn. Brings us to your turn, Key. He's going to stay there between you and the portal goal. So he's much closer now. So where is he? He looks like he's... 10 or 15 feet? Yeah. All right. So uh, let's start with um, what's the lighting scenario? It is dim light, but you can shadow step anywhere in here. It's only underlit by ember, so it's very dim. Yep. So I can shadow step anywhere. Okay, no problems. I will shadow step behind Gunther. All right. Aim to kick him. Kick out one of his legs. We'll roll. That's a five plus a... That's much better. So that's 18 plus uh, plus 9. That is going to hit. Roll your damage. Okay. I'll add a key point for stunning strike. That's a 17. So you save. Mm-hmm. I use a key point. I'll roll for damage. That's a 4 plus 5, 9 damage. Um, and I'll take my second attack. So after I, um, I kick him in the legs, I, I spin around, use my other kick and use a, a, a roundhouse kick. Yep. 17. 17 will hit. Okay. I use a key point for stunning strike. That is a 12. That will not save you. All right. He failed, so he is stunned. Yep. Beautiful. Um, so I roll for damage. Yep. Uh, seven damage. Seven damage. So you watch in this space as you begin to beat the assailant that is attacking... Felix, these two tabaxi and this giant hulking orc battling over a bridge of flame. You can see that Felix is too groggy. The wind pushed out of him. He seems to need a moment to concentrate. And it's at that moment as well, you watch as Gunther seems to have the same effect upon him. At the end of his turn, Felix, you regain your composure, standing up almost Captain America style after being beaten in that back alley. I can do this all day. (laughs) And it's at that point, uh, Key... It is your turn again. He is stunned until the end of your next turn. So this is your next turn. He is stunned by. Spectacular. All right. So I will. Um, I will go for a, a jab to the jab to the head. You have advantage on the attack. Yep. So I just got a net one. Okay. So that's a fail for the first attack. That's a nineteen. That will hit. So all future attacks from here on out will have advantage. So one hit so far. Five. Plus five, that's 10 damage. 10 damage, nice. Okay, and then I'll use one key point for Flurry of Blows. Beautiful. Both of those will have advantage as he is stunned. Okay, first one. That's a 19, so that will be a hit. Mm-hmm. Roll for damage on that. Yep. Oh. That's nine damage. Mm-hmm. Second one. That's 20. That'll hit. 
That's eight damage. So nine plus eight, 17 damage. Yes. That is the end of my turn. Okay. So Felix, you watch as Gunther is getting assaulted by Key. He is just popping and hitting and popping and hitting and watching as he is shadow teleporting around his foe, making his face a bruised mess. You can see that there is an opening for you to strike as well. It is your turn. Just core stuff again. I'll make some core stuff attacks. Yep. Um, also, it's the end of Key's turn, so he is no longer yeah, stunned. It's a single roll. Um, there's a 15 plus 9. So hit. That's hit. 12 points of damage. I'll try a stunning strike. Uh, that will be a 15. Oh. Needs it, beats it. Yep. Second attack. Ooh. Uh, 9 plus 9, 18. That will hit. 8. 8 points of damage. Stunning strike. Okay. Oh, that down. is a 3. Yes. Ooh, fail. He's, He's stunned done. again. Stunned, baby. Oh, monks, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, pull him down to three key points now. I've got seven. Flurry blows. Eight. You're hitting with your normal fist, not your radiant. Yeah. Okay, roll with advantage for these two. 18 plus stuff. Hit. 11 plus nine. Both hit. Oh, roll 20. your damage. That's a seven and a eight. Okay, so 15 points of damage. All right, smashing him. I will use my movement. Mm-hmm. Um, who, he can't take reactions, so... Yeah, he, I'll move around. So, me and Key are... All right, so you move towards the back of Gunther with Key towards the front. As Key, you are on the side closest to the portal that is your exit. Felix, you are on the side where Delnak had disappeared from. All right, that brings us to Gunther's turn. He is stunned. He cannot do anything. It is Key's go. Okay, spectacular. Um, so... I will continue to punch him and I'm aiming for particular organs on his body. So the first one's going to be um, an attack to the lungs, punching for the lungs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be advantage because he has taken damage this turn. Uh, plus nine. So that's um, 17. That'll hit. Okay, cool. Uh, seven damage. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> 21. That'll hit. Yep. That's nine damage. Nine damage. Nice. I will then use flurry of blows mm -hmm. so now my, my punches have just intensified as if I'm hitting a speedball and these uh, also have advantage of course mm -hmm. so the first one I'm just going to take that oh I could get a crit so that was an 18 so that's a hit um, and the other one's a 9 so the other that's an 18 so that's a hit mm -hmm. for the first one so here's damage that's 8 damage that's a 17 let's see if I get a crit no, I do not. That's a two. So 17 plus nine. So that's 26. 26. Beautiful. Okay. And the damage there. So I rolled. So that's 19 damage. Yep. Beautiful. Punching and assailing him. He looks pretty rough at the moment. All right. That becomes the end of Key's turn. It now becomes Felix's turn. At the end of your turn, Felix, he will become uh, unstunned. Uh, first attack. Um, oh, two 17s. Both hit. Six, uh, six, 12 points of damage. 12, nice. Oh, that was a bit worse. 16 to hit. That is a hit. Uh, 16. Uh, 14. No, 14. 14. Right, at the end of your turn, you watch as the beaten and bruised Gunther falls out of his stupor. He turns around to both of you and you watch as he knocks his knuckles together and you can see that they begin to emulate in flame. It's at that point as well, he will begin the assault on Felix. He'll start to smash you. So the first attack is going to be 19. That will be a 23. 
Okay. Uh, so. DM, can I use my reaction? Because he's attacked him. Can I use my sentinel reaction? Okay, yeah, you get to try and hit him, yep. Would that happen after you have resolved this? After I've resolved this, you'll get your attack. Roger. Yep. All right, so... Oh, that's full damage. 20 points of damage, 10 of fire. I'm down. Key, as Felix's body begins to disintegrate into dust and fall towards the ground. It's at that point as well, it seems that it is just you and Gunther on this bridge, having him fallen to zero hit points. You can take your reactionary strike if you'd like. Yep. That's um, 17. 17 will hit. Okay. I will use a key point for stunning strike. Uh, That will be a natural 18 on the die. Roger. So that is a save. Uh, Six damage. That is my reaction. It's at that point you see him turn. He cracks his knuckles and begins to assault you. He will use a key point to use flurry of blows and he will attack you twice. So the first one against you will be 29 and the next one will be a 24. Is that 29 plus 24 damage? No, 29 and 24 for both attacks. All right, they both hit. Mm -hmm. The second one, he'll use a stunning strike on you. So roll a constitution save for me. I'll use my inspiration. Mm -hmm. That's a 16. You succeed. Uh, So you are not stunned, but you do take 26 points of damage from both attacks, fire and uh, bludgeoning, as he punches you once in the face. And you watch as he grabs the back of your head and slams it into his knee as he then begins to take a boxer's stance against you. He says, All your friends are gone, Key. It's you and I. And he is ready to take the the stance for you now. His bonus action spent. So that then brings us to your turn, Key. Okay, looking at the situation, I'm hurt pretty damn bad. But here's the thing, Gunther. You cannot kill what you cannot see. And I cast darkness onto the coin within my um, lantern. Yep. So that's two key points used. That's right. I'll just adjust that now. I'm now down to four. Okay. Start moving towards the portal. Okay. Which is still open. It is. He will get an attack on you with disadvantage. I will put a stunning strike into it as well if he hits. Okay. So the lowest is going to be a 22. Man, those rolls are awesome. Yeah, he's got a plus 12. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, well, my AC is 18. So. so that will hit. You need to roll a constitution save for a stunning strike. That is a nine. So you fail. You are unable to move. Uh, he will damage you also. 12 points of damage, bringing us to Felix's turn. You feel yourself dissipate from this realm as you do you feel the wind shine upon your face once more the sun beating down on your skin you know that there is still a pull and a tether back to where you once were you concentrate upon it and as you do key you watch as felix begins to rematerialize in this space almost being rebuilt atom by atom as if sand is being poured out of a bucket and forming into the form of felix you stand before gunther weakened but still there. It seems every time you are reduced to zero hit points and this effect happens to you, you take a degenerative effect until eventually you turn to a statue and are unable to move with your uh, form anymore. With that, that's your entire turn to be there. You are back with full hit points, but key points are still um, as is. All right. That then brings us to his turn. Key, you are stunned, so he's going to attack you with all of his strikes uh, with advantage disadvantage 
One. No, it annuls out. He can't see me. That's right, but you are stunned, so it'll be a single roll for each. So the first is going to be a 22. Hit. And the second is going to be a 16. Miss. Okay, so the first one will hit 18 points of damage for the first. Down. And the miss will um, the miss will will just fly off into the distance. Uh, it's at that point as well. You watch as the darkness fades away, and he turns to you, uh, Felix. You watch as he moves around to your backside, and you watch as he takes this roundhouse kick to try and shove you off of the uh, the bridge itself. So he is going to attack you. He is going to use a key point, and he is going to use uh, his pushing attack. So. If he hits you, you have to roll a strength saving throw or be pushed 15 feet, which will push you off the edge. So the attack for him will be an 8 plus 12 is 20. Yep, so that will hit. Roll a 15 strength save. Uh, strength save? Yes. Uh, what else to be? 15. Or be pushed 15 feet. 13. A 13. Okay, so you watch as this kick hits you square into the belly. You hit the railing of this bridge. And as you do so, you tumble over the edge. You begin to fall end over end over end over end. You are hit into the lava. And as you do, your body is engulfed. You turn to dust once more, reducing yourself to zero hit points. Falling into the fires of hell kills you. Uh, that brings us to Key's turn. Key, you watch as you rematerialize in this space as well. Full hit points. You're not sure how many lives cats get in this space or anyone gets in this space. Felix, you come back. And as you do, once again, you feel a little bit thinner in your aura than what you had disappeared with. That was a cheap shot, loser. He just grunts at you. And at that point, it becomes his turn looking at both of you. He will... Felix, you are the only one in range, so he will strike you. Uh, He will use his first attack to do a flurry of blows. Uh, Sorry, a stunning strike. So that will be a 17 plus 12 which will hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, roll a constitution save. Beat a 15. Beat a 15? Yep. Oh, no, that won't beat. Okay. So you take uh, damage for this one, 16 points of damage for the first, and the rest will have advantage on you. So with advantage, it's going to be a 27 for the second. Then he will use an additional key point to use Flurry of Blows for his bonus action and attack you two more times. Uh, with advantage, that is yucky. That's a 19. Okay, so the last, that will be a 19 plus 12. So that will hit you. Uh, 13 points of damage for the second. Mm -hmm. And then his final attack with his flurry of blows will be... uh, It'll be a 20 exactly. 8 plus 12. All right, and then... Did I get get sentinel though? No, you're too far away. You're too far away. I didn't move. Oh, and I've also got my whip as well, which is 10 feet, which is rules of sentinel is within my reach. Okay, yeah, you can do it. Cool, I will. You can take an attack on him. But this damage will still take effect. Uh, that'll be 12 points of damage. Uh, you are stunned, but he seems to be very low on health and also key points. He is wavering in this space. It's at that point. It is now Key's turn. So I'll take that reaction. Mm-hmm. Hit. 15. 15 hits. Are you putting anything into this? Yep, I'll use a key point for Sunning Strike. Eight. That Total. is not going to save him. Yep. So he's stunned. He is. I roll for damage. That is six damage. Mm-hmm. How's he looking now? Uh, very weak. Very weak? It is your turn. Okay. Gunther's stunned, so he misses a turn. So you get two turns basically in a row right now. All right. I'll attack him. Mm-hmm. With advantage. Yep. That's a 19 there. 
That's a two, so 19 plus nine, so 28. Hit. So that will be eight damage to think about. All right, and then I will do a spinning, uh, a roundhouse spinning kick, two feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, with advantage, so that's a five. That's a 10, so 19. 19 is going to hit. Uh, nine. Okay. Or is that damage? That's 17 damage. 17 damage. Ooh. Okay. Um, then I'll use one more key point. So that brings me down to a remaining amount of two. Yep. For flurry of blows, mm-hmm. all with advantage. That is a nat 20. That will do. Is uh, seven damage. Then that kills him. Okay. Your crit kills him. So how do you want to end this with Gunther? I get up real close after I did my flurry of flurry of blows, and with my last blow, I um, I get straight into straight into him face to face, and I get my hands. And what I do is I go with my index finger, using key energy, bypassing the outer layer of his bones and and cartilage, focusing on that energy to actually focus on his organs. With my first finger, I I strike. And it hits his uh, superior vena cava, which is where the the air comes in, um, into his heart. And then with my with my thumb, I hit his his um, inferior vena cava, <laughs> and that will also block air as well. With my remaining fingers, I'm hitting his uh, pulmonary trunk, and his right atria, and his aorta. And then at that time, when all of those have constricted, I then hit the apex of the heart which is the bottom forcing the whole heart to contract and the ventricles and atria break and that is the famous five finger death punch at that that moment the the heart inside actually kind of dangles a little bit but he's still got a moment as blood just trickles out of his mouth as it does he looks to you on his knees and he falls dead to the floor you watch his body shifts into dust as a wind blows through this space a few moments pass you hear a familiar grumbling it sounds like you have a limited amount of time before his soul returns as yours has i quickly grab um felix by the wrist and i say come on we're gonna go and uh we start moving towards the portal to exit it takes you a few steps to get used to the fact that you're actually running from gunther and as you look back you can see materializing on the other side of the bridge the orcish figure begin to lumber forward step by step you can see he still maintains the bleeding scar coming from the corner of his mouth and the indented chest caused by key as you get to the portal you can see the blue and green swirling energy moving into orange going up and beyond the vial still in your hand felix what are you two gonna do we've got a moment to escape here should we take it let's do it we're gonna do great kid i shove key through the portal okay watch out for delnac <laughs> do you resist this shove no, I don't. You watch his key just vanishes off, disappearing into the distance, swirling as if he's going down a plug hole. Ah, oh, sorry, leaving Felix behind. I do just try just poke the the thing, but I feel that I'm bound here because my name's on the cup. As you move your hand across the face of the portal, your hand hits what seems like an arcane force in the wall. I'll use my feline agility, plus my now my new bits of leaping. And I'll just run and jump over Gunther mm-hmm. to land back near where the um, bowl is. Yep. I'll take the bowl and drop it back into the into the bowl. As you drop it back in, you watch as your surroundings begin to dissolve in flame, almost burning like paper around you. 
And as you blink and open your eyes once again, you can see you are standing in the circular, rocky realm surrounded by the orange ocean. You look down into the chalice and you can see the cup and the vial and the darkness beyond. You are alone in this space. I'll lay down, cross my legs, put my hands under my head. You begin to sleep. We cut to Key, swirling through this arcane portal. You begin to maneuver your way through distant memories. You can see your time in capital as a young kitten. You can see your orphaned years learning to be a thief. You can see your whole life, your monastic traditions and teachings flashing through your eyes until eventually you hit a cold hard surface. Your ears are ringing. You hear that grinding of the axe once more, but then it fades into just a tinnitus-like ring. As you look around and gaze up into this dark room, smoke coming off of your paws. I look around and do I recognize this to be the Odyssey? You do. I, I think I'm alive again. That's it for this week's episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. Guys, this week I want to give a special thanks to Lullaby and Adam. Those are the people that play Key and Felix in D&D Valiant Odyssey. This whole entire story drove from elements of the backstory that Lullaby created for Key. So it was his imaginative mind that brought this story to life. So thank you again to those two amazing people, Lullaby and Adam. If you're enjoying D&D Valiant Odyssey, this is but the first prelude arc of our Season 3 adventure. There is many more like this to come. If you want to stay up to date, make sure you join our Instagram as on Instagram. We do a lot of lives, we do community events, we post announcements, and we also occasionally post some giveaways. We've just started doing Twitter as well, so if you have Twitter, make sure you go and check that out as well. Both of those social links are in the show notes below. If you've enjoyed this arc, we would really appreciate your feedback in the form of an honest review on Apple or Spotify. Guys, it's your voices that really drive the traffic for our show and it makes creating these narrative stories reach a whole new different audience. The power that you have is incredible for podcasters like us. So if you did enjoy D&D Valiant Odyssey, Tell a friend, share a post of ours. It all helps so incredibly much and we thank you for it in advance. The very next arc of D&D Valiant Odyssey will feature none other than the team that Key left, the Crown Killers, who mourns the loss of him after their battle with Avery Morgan in Mediterri. So join in on that fun when we rejoin on the 9th of May. We hope to see you tuning in there and remember, be valiant.